Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my partner in film, Devin. And today, we're here to give our thoughts and insights on Star Wars Visions Season 2. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to our show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, that is optics with an X, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin? It feels like forever <laughs> since we recorded a podcast episode, but in reality, it's only been a week. Like we we record that much that it's like, man, if we don't do one within like the next three to four days, we feel like an entire month has gone by. Yeah, I and mean, then we were we were supposed to have this one out sooner, but things kept coming up between us. Just couldn't fit it in. Yeah, it, man. Between moving and like you know my birthday and everything, I was just. I was like, man, I'm like, when was the last time we recorded an episode? And it was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It was only a week ago. You know, we're, we're pretty up to, we're pretty consistent here, um, as you can see from our past episodes. But yeah, it, it just felt like longer for some reason. But yeah, we just had, you know, life kind of just happens. And it's like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll pump out something for this week. That's usually our goal is at least one episode per week. And I got a few other things in the work, uh, some super duper things in the works on my side. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, how, how have you been? Last time I talked to you, you got a tattoo, which looks awesome, by the way. But how was your weekend? Yeah, we had a really fun, really, really fun weekend, actually. We had the, we spent the weekend in Pittsburgh, the old Berg. It's Ooh, always a good time. The Berg. That's good. That's good, man. It's, um, yeah, for me, it was just, you know, folks came into town, did a bunch of shopping, you know, moving in. I finally got everything pretty much all situated. We got a nice little um, a couch, finally. Uh, we got to get a few more things, but everything's starting to come together. It seems that, um, you know, every time that you move, you end up spending more money, um, you know, with a moving truck if you need to do that, if you're... Uh, you know, if you have any movers or, you know, if you're just inviting friends to come help you move, shout out to my friends for helping me move. Uh, we got everything done within like two hours. It was pretty nice. I didn't have that much stuff, but I still have a few boxes I have to put away. But outside of that, it was, yeah, great birthday. Uh, got me some Ed Sheeran tickets. Oh, look at Very you. Very excited about that. I know. He's coming to town in July. He survived the lawsuit. Oh, yeah, he he has a very good lawyer, by the way, like an extremely good lawyer. And a lot's been like going on with him between like the passing of his friend. He had that lawsuit going on and, you know, scheduling everything for like his tour that's now happening. And he has a new album that's out. So doing all that's a lot. That is a lot to get through. So I have to commend Ed Sheeran for, you know, getting through those rough patches and, you know, coming out well on the other side. But yeah, I'm going to see him uh, here in Music City. So that's very, very excited. Um, outside of that, yeah, just uh, 
waiting for that Tears of the Kingdom coming out. Very excited, you know. Are you taking the day off like I've been seeing people do across the internet? No, I'm not going to do that because I don't know. I like if you would have asked me like a few years ago, probably. But like I kind of stopped doing that because, I mean, it comes out on a Friday anyway. So I'm like, I'll just I get off early enough where it's like I can just play it after work. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, that, that doesn't really affect me altogether. It got yeah, the whole weekend, you know, for, for all that stuff. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much what's been going on with me. Just like I said, it feels like we haven't recorded an episode in forever. When you really look at it, it's only been like seven days, <laughs> which is the normal amount of time. Like May 2nd is the last time that we pumped something out and it's May 10th. So it's been about like seven to eight days altogether. So it really hasn't been that long. It, that's like a normal amount of time that we you would wait for a new podcast episode. But we're crazy over here. So we release multiple episodes during the week because, you know, time stops for no man and the stuff just keeps coming out. So as uh, we mentioned before, <laughs> as I got off that little tangent there, we are going to be covering uh, Star Wars Visions Season 2. Uh, we're just going to be talking about the nine episodes of the second season. We did talk about the first season um, a while back. So if you scroll through back far enough, you'll find that episode of us talking about the first season. I remember us gushing about that. But for this one, I, I definitely would say it's an improvement. So... Um, like we said before, uh, every single time that we do one of these, you know, we like to follow a certain structure uh, for this episode. For anyone who is new to the podcast, listening to the podcast, welcome to the Film Optics Podcast. Uh, but for this time around, you know, we're just going to be talking about our initial reactions, about all nine uh, short episodes from Star Wars Vision Season 2. Then we're going to get to our final thoughts and our ratings, and then we'll kind of just close out. Uh, all together but yeah without further ado we'll be right back after this introduction to star wars visions season two everyone has an inner light follow the light i always knew you were meant for bigger things <laughs> what if you just keep going no need to fear there are others like you here. I saw it myself. She has special powers. Can you get your porta potty off the starting line? She's a total. Exactly. Don't be afraid. May the force be with you. It's your time. Whoa. A storm is approaching. I can fight them. I'm strong enough now. No one is stronger than them. We can beat them! No! And we are back. You just heard a little snippet from the trailer from Star Wars Visions Season 2. Now, since this is more of a conglomerate of anthology shorts of the Star Wars universe, uh, this is the second season overall for those who are not aware um there are nine episodes so we're kind of just gonna talk about them as a whole you know we'll probably get into a little bit of which ones stood out to us the most 
And then we'll kind of just close out, as I said before, and get into our ratings. And then we will say our final goodbyes. But I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial reactions to Star Wars Visions Season 2. All right. I think this was a um, this was a very pleasant surprise for me because, at least for me, the first season was definitely more of an anime focus, which was a bit of a struggle for me, as you know, because it's just not not my not my cup of tea. But this one, I think think this one is a big improvement for me because it's not as much anime and more so just general animation, like from different perspectives across the globe. And you get a bunch of different looks and feels and a lot of it feels different from from one another which i thought was really good um and a lot of it just looks so amazing like um for me i think episode one was just like just kind of blew me away like i don't know what it was but just that style of kind of mixing black and white with all the colors gushing in and just those two characters battling it out i I wouldn't mind a a much longer feature length thing spread out for that Mm for that world because that one just kind of blew me away. And then there's definitely some other standouts along the way. Uh, as with any anthology, you're going to have some that you don't like, some that you really like. It just kind of comes down to personal preference. But overall, definitely a big leap for me because you get more of a global perspective on this one. You get different cultures and different different outlooks on life. Um, I think a couple of them fell short because it feels like they were just kind of stories that were already written and then they just kind of like threw a lightsaber in there and made a Star Wars like, it wasn't really made for the Star Wars world, but they just kind of painted it like one for a couple of these episodes. Mm. But other than that, I just think that's definitely a step up in quality overall. Okay, yeah. Uh, for me, uh, when it comes to season two, I, I agree. Uh, for some reason, I loved... Let me start over by saying I absolutely loved the first season of Star Wars Visions. I'm, I'm a big anime fan. I loved how it was more anime-focused. Um, you know, that's not for everyone, but that was just something that really stuck out to me. But for season two, I actually was able to like tweet about it on our Twitter to let people know, because I knew that we were going to be covering it here on the show. So I pretty much had said that, you know, since Star Wars Visions uh, 2, I guess is what people are calling it, or Volume 2 or Season 2, uh, I believe that it is the, um, the it's improved, excuse me, in every aspect. Each story is about 15 minutes long, which is perfect. I feel like within Season 1, there were some that were clearly longer than others, but it feels like this time around that each episode, I think the shortest we get is like eight to nine minutes and the rest around 15 minutes long, which brings into the point. I like how each episode is longer because it provides each studio more space to showcase their skills when it comes to their um, animation um, studio, because you have, you have, um, you know, studios from Spain, Ireland, Chile, uh, United Kingdom, South Korea, France, India, uh, Japan, South Africa, uh, the United States, obviously. Um, and I really hope that Lucasfilm continues along this path for future seasons, providing us with more of these short stories, these anthology stories. But overall, I, I think consistently if we're talking between season one and season two, I feel like season two is the stronger season because we get to spend more time with these characters and each episode pretty much hits the mark that I was either looking for or was, you know, 
was not looking for and it kind of just snuck up on me altogether. But, you know, we, we get some nice little anime in there. But, you know, this, these, these animated studios, like Cartoon Saloon, they did a great job. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, Devin. But they are also the same studio that um, did uh, Wolfwalkers as well. That is on Apple TV Plus or Apple. Yeah, Apple TV Plus. <laughs> Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Dulu Hisney. Yeah, yeah. But no, it, it Wolfwalkers is such a great movie. And, you know, you could as soon as I saw the animation style. Which one did they do? Uh they did uh episode two, Screechers Reach. Oh, okay. Which was so good. It was shorts, but like, you know, it took a second for them to get to towards the end, but like it was so good. I was like, that was that left me with like an eerie feeling. Uh, like you said, episode one uh, titled Sith. That's from the studio L. Uh, Geary from Spain. They did a fantastic job. Um, I think the one that really stuck out to me was the Spy Dancer from France. Yeah, that was one of the ones I really liked too. I really liked that that style. Yeah, like the animations, like there's so many different animation styles in here as well. Like you said, you know, the first season was more Japanese anime focused. Yeah, yeah. There's a few different ones in the in the first season, but this one's like every episode's a different one. So that's kind of where it stands out for me. Yeah, and, and I think that's what I like about it is that we get more diversity here. I mean. I love the first season because I'm like, yes, I just wanted anime and Star Wars to converge, to combine. But, you know, after watching season two, I'm like, wow, this is really awesome. You know, you, you get the almost like the stop motion. You get, you know, your your standard uh, 2D animation. Um, and then you get some some mixture in there. It's really, really awesome. But which episodes stuck out to you? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, like I mentioned before, the first one, Sith, that's, that's at the top for me because that one just really set the, set the tone for what we got for the rest of the, the season. I really liked episode three as well in the stars. I thought that one looked really cool. Like that that style was really uh, unique. And then I also really liked the Spy Dancer, like you mentioned. I liked the Bandits of Golok, which was the Indian one. Um, and then I, I just now recently watched the last one and I thought that one looked really cool too. Had like that that fabric like Coraline esque look. Oh, do you know what? When you said in the stars, yes. Okay, I remember that one now. Yeah, that was with the, the sisters. Yeah, in the stars was the sisters, and that one had like what studio was that? For in the stars, that was a uh, punk robot from Chile. Yeah, that one just looks amazing. Yeah, and then you you were talking you you watched Aou's song, yeah, Triggerfish, right? South Africa. Yeah, well, it's South Africa. I thought that was that was a pretty decent one as well. The yeah. visuals were really cool on that one. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, this is interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think... Well, apparently, Cynthia Arriva was in that one. Really? Nice, nice. Oh, she must have been the Jedi then. I yeah. believe so. Yeah. But yeah, I would say pretty much the only one that probably didn't do as much for me was um the pit yeah that's what i was gonna say that's kind of the one that it feels like the most like they had a story and then they just kind of forced it into the star wars universe instead of starting in the star wars universe and creating a story in it yeah 
I think uh, Journey to the Dark, uh, to the Dark Head, that was awesome. But yeah, for the pit, I love the animation style. You know, it's like, okay, you know, these characters seem very interesting. That's the one uh, that was a, a um, combined effort between uh, the US for Lucasfilms and Japan, uh, DR uh, Shit. I was getting invinci- Invincible vibes with the animation for it. Yeah, no, it really was. And then, yeah, th- that story was okay. I loved, I liked how it started. How, you know, they, they just used these people to, like, mine for these kyber crystals. And once they were done, they're like, okay, you know, like, we're done. We're just going to pack up and, and go. And they, they just left them in the pit. I was like, what is going on here? But, yeah, that one was probably the weakest for me. Not saying that it wasn't bad, but, like, pretty much every single episode, like, really just hit home for me. I know a lot of people were excited for episode um, episode four, I Am Your Mother, because that was from this studio that did Walls and Gromit. I'm blanking on the name for it. but Oh, really? I did not know that was the, the uh, yeah, I, I Am Your Mother. That's yeah. the name of it. And the name of the, what's the name of the studio? Um, it is Ardman. Yeah, that's kind of the famous stop motion um, studio. It, that, one, that one was very good. Yeah, I thought, very, it, I thought it looked good. really cool, but it didn't really like land with me completely but no i still think my god screech's reach killed me and and screech's reach so episodes one through three so you had seth screech's reach episode two and then in the stars episode three that one was really good i liked episode four but not super super crazy about it but you know this is a fun little pod racing kind of thing uh journey to the dark head episode five was really good spy dancer i was like Yes. Um, the Bandits of Goa. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was one from India. That was good, too. Yeah, that had a really cool lightsaber fight. I know. Oh, my gosh. That was fantastic. Yeah, the pit was all right. Um, Ayu's song was really good, too, from Triggerfish uh, from South Africa. But, yeah, like, overall, I, I thought, I was like, man. It was like, boom, 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 boom. Like, it, it just hit, like, pretty much every mark. I really... Hope that we get to, um, you know, we get a little bit more of these. Yeah, do it every year, every every May 4th, might as well. I think that would be a great tradition for them to do. Like, hey, you know, because that's a perfect... And they could even take submissions. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, the most established studios. You could even take, like, yeah. band submissions if you really wanted to. Right. And it's. I think that's great because, well, the first season came out in september because that came out around the time that the emmys were happening but i think this is a great show for star wars like you said to do every single year because you have all these different studios and they're able to show hey you know i want to create a a story within the star wars universe you know that speaks my language my culture or whatever they want it to be and then that's just like a universally loved like anthology series where they can make these one-off things. If they want to do a part one or a part two, not going to lie. I was a little disappointed because I wanted more of the ninth Jedi from season one, episode five. That was fan freaking tastic. It was the longest one from from season one for Star Wars Visions. But I think this, I think they have something on their hands. Just every single May 4th have, you know, 
get a new um, group of new studios because a lot of these are different from what came before as well and just you know make their own Star Wars story. That would be a really awesome, like a great tradition for Star Wars fans everywhere. They got the formula. Yeah, they really, really do. And hey, I mean, Disney Plus, and we learned today that Disney Plus and Hulu are going to be, uh, you know, merging together. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we get a nice um, adult, more mature Star Wars animated series and put it on Hulu. Who knows? So this so this is what's going to happen. So now now we have you know Warner Brothers is changing the name of HBO Max to Max, and now we have Hulu and Disney Plus merging together because. They are owned by the same company. That streaming service is going to be named or titled Goofy. So you have Max and Goofy. You know what? I think you might be onto something there. I, I was thinking plus because they just take the, the meaningless word like Ma- they did with Max. Ooh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> I like that one better. <laughs> I think that would be really fun. Like, honestly, you take the word least associated with your brand and make that your brand. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so every single streaming service, by that logic, because most of them have the word plus at the end, if they merge with someone, someone else, it's just going to be plus. Now it's streaming on plus. Plus squared. <laughs> plus plus. <laughs> you have Paramount Plus. They have Showtime and stuff. It's just going to be plus. That's it. That's all we need. <laughs> And they're all gonna—they're all just gonna combine to create cable again. The vicious cycle. I think it's gonna be a bit of a cycle, but I will say I still think streaming is vastly different from cable because we can cancel whenever we want to, and there's no cancellation fee. That's true. So we got that. That is the one thing that streaming still has going for it. But they are taking a lot of just really quick. They—they they are. I feel like they're backtracking. Because now we have ads with streaming. And the purpose of streaming was to get rid of ads and just watch your favorite TV shows. So, I don't know. It, it's, it's all up in the air. It, it, could, it could end up being internet cable. Which, honestly, if I only have to pay one lump sum instead of all these multiple, multiple uh, you know, subscriptions, I mean, so be it. But anyway, let's get back on. <laughs> let's get back on track. So, let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings here for Star Wars Vision Season 2. I'll pass it back over to Devin so he can give his final thoughts and his ratings for this season. Yep, final thoughts. Definitely a big step up for me. Um, thoroughly enjoyed this season, and I hope this is kind of what they do moving forward, like we mentioned, just kind of keep it up, keep chugging along. They got they got the formula, they got the magic sauce to create different stories for different studios and different cultures. And it's just a really cool idea. As far as rating goes, I'd probably give it like an 86, just super solid. A couple of them, like we mentioned, not not quite up to par from the others, but that's that's why they're 15 minutes. doesn't really matter. It just breathes the room. I definitely agree with you there. So you said you would give it a 86. Yep. Okay. So for me, I'm going to, I mean, it was, it was so good. I'm just, I'm going to give it a solid 90. Uh, we got to figure out what the medium score is for that because I don't have the calculator pulled up yet, but I will here in a second. Um, so yeah, for my you know final thoughts, like I, I had said before, I think this is a wonderful idea. 
I want them to keep going. Like Devin said, if they do this every single May 4th, I feel like it's something easy and obtainable for people to watch every single year. Uh, not only that, like I said, you know, I would say 15 minute max for each of these episodes because, you know, they are supposed to be shorts altogether. But, you know, it gives these uh, animation studios, you know, the legs and the runtime to really showcase their skills. And I, I think it's it's an improvement over season one uh, just because of the variety that we got. You know, you're always going to have the ones you absolutely love, the ones you're not super crazy about. But this is also another reason to uh, tell people, you know, people who haven't even seen Star Wars, that there is something like Star Wars is literally for everybody. And that's what makes it so amazing is that. You know, no matter what show or or movie that you're watching, there's there's a TV show, or movie or story in general when it comes to like either comics or the not um or the uh, novels. There, there's a Star Wars story out there for someone for for everyone. It doesn't have to be Jedi focused. It could be something like Andor, or you know, it could be something more Jedi focused, or like um you know Obi Wan Kenobi, or you know not with like Mandalorian season three. Or Ahsoka coming up. But yeah, the official score for season two of Star Wars Visions here on the Film Optics Podcast is going to be an 88 out of 100. So I think that is a really nice, you know, in in the middle medium between both of us. So that will be our official score for season two. So with all that said, that is a wrap on today's episode. And if you like what you heard on today's episode... Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. And as always, make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover in need. And now let's take a sneak peek. What's coming up next on the show? So what's coming up next? We have our Little Mermaid review and our Fast 10 review that we're going to be covering for you guys that should be hitting within the next few weeks of May. I'm also going to be writing solo and covering the five film Superman collection that just hits on store shelves on May 9th, a.k.a. my birthday. So this is actually my first time watching the Christopher Reeves Superman um, movies altogether. I know it's kind of shocking, but... I've never been a big Superman fan, but like now that I'm starting to watch more Superman content, I I get why people like him so much. And I'm, I've grown a little bit more attached to him, but still far from like my favorite superhero altogether. Like Batman and Spider-Man are definitely up there for me, but I, I can understand why people love Superman as much as they do. So with all that said, you can also listen to our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 spoiler-free review that is out now for you to listen to, as well as our The Mandalorian Season 3 spoiler review and our Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret's review that I covered with Amanda, a.k.a. AMXNDA Reviews on Instagram, Letterboxd, and Twitter. So... With all that said, again, thank you all for listening. And remember, if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. I'm Christian, and that was Devin signing off. And we'll see you guys 
in a galaxy far, far away. Peace.